paranoid shell, and this is how I got into Linux. Because Kim Fallon forces me to say it while recorded. No, I don't. <laughs> I just Kim Fallon. I just happened to be, we're having a chat after a mumble session, so this is a paranoid shell show about how he got into Linux. I started schooling about four years back at a community college. And I didn't know much about computers. In fact, beforehand, the closest thing to computers was a Windows 95 and a Windows XP machine I barely even touched. So I I started off learning Windows XP. And uh, through the years, the more I learned about it, the more I kind of hated it. It was really annoying. And to learn more, I stalked the uh, IT guy. I was his shadow for ages. And to a point to where I was actually getting to go to the server room and everything else. This was in school, was it? Yes. Okay. Why did you suddenly want to do that if you hated XP so much? Well, I didn't know I hated it until I started learning about it. Ah. So the more I learned about XP and the more I learned everything I used to fix XP was most likely a Linux distribution from a live CD to uh, password cracking. It was all based in Linux. And I started to a point where I'm really tired of this. Why don't I just run Linux if that's the case? So what I did was I started messing with Ubuntu 9.10. That's my first jump into Linux. I dual booted, but never seemed to get past the dual boot. I would always boot back into Windows most likely. And because of that, that's why I do not prescribe dual booting for people who want to get into Linux. Take a jump. Don't dual boot. Just go for it because it's a learning experience and it's much funner. Yeah, I think people are, yeah, dual boot serves a I think people are feel guilty that they try Linux for a while, it doesn't actually work out, and then they go back to using Windows for a while. Back. That happens. No big deal. Well, yeah, and I do suggest for people, if they have a spare hard drive, to just take out that Windows hard drive and put in one for Linux. Though it's close to dual booting, it's a little bit harder to do when you force yourself to stay in it a little bit more, at least. And that, if you feel like you hate Linux, you can always go back into Windows without an issue. Except safety. for a ton of updates. You got a safety parachute, Jack. Good idea. I like it. So I stalked him for a few years after that. And I've, I learned a lot. And I'm really ashamed that I don't go to that school anymore. But when I go visit, I've heard that most of the, most of the students there don't want to learn like computers. When I was there, I wanted to fix every computer I could find for just, just learning experience. Even if it wasn't in class, they would let us fix other people's computers in and while we had the tools, and no one seems to be doing that anymore. But that's how I started in Linux. I started with Ubuntu 9.10, went to 10.04, tried the Unity interface, and stopped there with that. So what did you go on to? I went on to Debian and uh, messed with Debian while it was still in GNOME 2. From there, though, I decided I didn't like GNOME 3, and I wasn't that good with Debian 2 make my own. So after a while, I got into Crunchbang. I wasn't a big fan of the open box at first, even before Crunchbang, because I tried it once when it was still Ubuntu derivative. And from there, I was able, I just tore it. I didn't mess with it again. But once I started better and better into it, I'm like, I like this. I like open box. I don't have to worry about things being right here and right here. And it seems to have most of the applications I like anyway. Yeah, and it's just running a regular... Uh... Debian underneath, so you've got all the power of Debian, all the creamy goodness. That... Oh yes, I love that. I've actually been uh, practicing in uh, app pinning, so I've been doing some updating and to see it on certain things. 
Everything still seems to be working very good. Pinning not a little bit dangerous. Any time that I've done it, I've always felt a little bit leading edge. Uh, not really. It's I don't think it's that bad because if you act in only certain things, it's not really much of an issue that I've noticed. And then, of course, I could be a lucky one, and then someone can say, I've tried out pinning, and every time I've tried it, it's broken my system. That, that's how I've run SID on my main server for who, five years, six years, seven years, without issue. Just don't update at the weekend. And that's the reason why I can never go for Arch, because of the app updating, and every time I went for Arch, it was always an issue, something always broke. Though I tried Gentoo, and I think I would love Gentoo if I could ever get X to work. The, uh... Have you tried Linux from scratch at all? No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, in the same vein of uh, Gentoo, it's a lot of compiling. Gentoo makes it a little bit easier, but it's still a learning experience with Gentoo, and that's the good thing about it. I mean, even if you don't want to go into Arch or go into Gentoo, I would actually suggest anybody to try it because it is a great learning experience. Yes, absolutely. And if ever you get a chance uh, to do Linux from scratch, you should also do that uh, also a good learning experience. I would say actually Linux from scratch is better learning experience than um, Gentoo um, because Gentoo, there tends to be a lot of Gentoo specific stuff. You know, people will probably murder me for this, but Gentoo specific stuff more in common with BSDs. Useful if you go down the BSD route port and the port system. Whereas well, I, I can you, agree uh, with that. Yeah. So um, what's your favorite apps? What else about what machine do you run? Well, I, I do have a Windows machine because dreadfully my girlfriend likes using MSN. And you can't use uh, Copete or ASA MSN or any of the Windows derivatives or Linux derivatives? Uh, not while using video and voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, that makes it very complicated. But from other than that, <laughs> I like Pigeon, Terminator, Mumble. Mumble's cool. Mumble is cool, which is what we're recording on right now. I believe that the new versions of Skype will include seamless integration to MSN. So if they ever do produce a version for uh, to maintain the Linux version, then that should bring video and, and uh, video calling to MSN to uh, the Linux desktop. Well, that would be great. Then I could just wipe out this Windows machine and... Or, well, I might keep it for gaming, small-level gaming. That's about the only other thing I'd use it for till I can get something to work in line correctly. So what do you do for a living? I, uh, right now, do part-time as a Windows IT, shamefully. Not at all, not at all. Well, depends who you're talking to, of course. But they, uh, you, you, you could be the, uh, behind the lines, sneaking in uh, Linux there. It's hard to for certain things because... I've learned you can't use Linux for everything. You just can't. There's programs that will not run with Wine. Like yes. uh, my my work does low level government contracts, like making. And right now they're making what's called a munitions trailer. I mean, it's just a trailer that holds munitions. This program is. <laughs> Should you be saying any of this? Yes, it's all public information. Fair enough. Sorry. Until the FBI sneaks in. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't uh, really understand, Jack. So there's file formats that I've never even heard of that the Marines use, and whether that's public information, I really don't know, but I'm not going to say the file format. You can't listen on Unix. And then there's a lot of CAD programs for building and design that you can't get. There's, I can't seem to find a proper CAD app for Linux. If anybody knows one, aparanoidshell at gmail.com. Make my day easier. Anything else you want to say on this episode? 
Go RTFM. <laughs> yeah. So long as somebody tells you which M to RTF. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks very much for recording the show, uh, Paranoid Adult, and uh, tune in tomorrow, folks, for another exciting episode of Hacker. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 License.